one for us. Uh, our Bible reading today comes from 2 Timothy. For those that have been uh, with us over this term, we've been working through this book of the Bible together because it's actually Timothy's last words, to, sorry, Paul's last words to his good mate Timothy. Uh, Paul was in jail. Uh, it looked like he was about to, be cru- about to be killed and he wrote this letter to his good mate Timothy to encourage him as he was about to go. So we thought it was the good words to be able to bring uh, to you and so I've been working through that through this term and today we've got uh, the last part of that and uh, so we're going to hear from 2 Timothy, from Paul as he uh, writes to us as well uh, from chapter 3 verse 10 through to chapter 4 verse 5 and Jenny Strong is going to come and read that for us. It's time to, we're reading about Timothy, Paul's writing to Timothy here to be his final message to him and as Paul said he's going to be reading, oh speaking to us, his final message today and it's been an honour and a privilege to sit under Paul's teaching these 22 years as all, all of you would agree and the thing I love about Paul is he is um, very gracious and amazing when it comes to the word of God. It's his, it is his truth and he has handed that on to us. So we have all been built up in truth these 22 years and that is just such a blessing for our community. And that's why I believe we are strong today because of um, Paul's love for the truth and passing it on to us. And just the same as Paul, the Apostle Paul has passed this on to Timothy, Listen to these words because um, this is God's truth and it is God speaking to us. I had a friend say to me the other day, um, I said, um, I, are you been talking to God? Have you been praying? And she said, yes, but he's not talking back to me. And I thought about it and I thought, well, in God's word, that's how he talks to us. These words have been written for us. So as we read this, listen to him speaking to us and as Paul speaks to us. Listen to hear that small voice talking to you and telling you how to live and um, also that we will be blessed by Paul's message this morning. This is um, 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 4, 5. You, however, know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance, persecution, sufferings, what kind of things have happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lysera? The persecutions I have endured. Yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evildoers, impostors, will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you've learned it, and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed, is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead? 
And in view of this, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge: preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience, careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. May God add his blessing to that as he speaks to you. Amen. Thanks, Tim. Well, it is. Farewell. Uh, from this perspective, anyway, from this position. Uh, so if you haven't been before, I'm glad you're here today. You'll be able to hear this part. If you've been here before, great to be able to speak to you and pass on to you some things today that I want to leave with you. Uh, some words I want to leave with you today. Um, it's pretty hard, isn't it, to think about what would you do for your last talk? What would you say in your last moments? What would be your farewell words to people? Uh, the great thing is that we do have God's word, so that's been really helpful for me. But I had to look up a few different ones uh, that are out there to go, that they said. This one's an interesting one, isn't it? The two hardest things to say in life are hello uh, for the first time and goodbye for the last. Isn't it? Uh, sometimes it's tough to do that first one and it's tough to do the last. What about this one? How lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard from a wise old bear called Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so true though, isn't it? Uh, we want to be thankful, don't we, that we're able to say goodbyes but they're hard to do. About this one. Oh, there you go, twice. Uh, this one was a commentator with the NFL. It says, it's time to say goodbye, but I think, I think goodbyes are sad and I'd much rather say hello. Hello to a new adventure. It's an interesting thought too, isn't it? Only in the agony of parting do we look into the depths of love. That's deep, isn't it? Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Dr. Seuss. All the wisdom in the world found in Dr. Seuss. Isn't it? Well, not quite, but you know, the Dr. Seuss books. Isn't it? Oh, but that's good too, isn't it? To be thinking that things are sad, but to be smiling because we've had this experience together. Uh, great words, aren't they? Great words to think about. Great words uh, that make us think about this time we're having together. Uh, but the words I want to leave with you today, I want to leave you with four words. Uh, and these four words are one is Jesus. Next is the Bible, next is mission, and the next is each other. You'll notice that there's a ripple underneath all of those, and we'll come back to that later. And I just want to add something to those words. They're the words I want you to be thinking about, Jesus, the Bible, mission, each other. But I want to add a word to the front of them. Love Jesus, love the Bible, love mission, love each other. They're not new, are they? Uh, if you've been part of what we've been doing here and what God's been doing through us here at Emmons Head Prezi for the last 22 years, 
I've been banging on about these for those 22 years. 22 years I've been going on about this, and if you thought that I was not going to go on about it again today, well, you're wrong. I'm going to bang on about it again today. And so I want to touch into those four words, and those four words are in the passage that we talked about today, and particularly in the whole book of 2 Timothy, uh, that they've been coming out all the way through. And so we're going to touch into those this morning and have a think about them together. Uh, because as Paul says to Timothy, he said in verse 14, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because he knows those things from who you learned it. You see, Timothy was saying he needed to keep reminding people of what was been going on, uh, because they're the truths. And so the same for me this morning. I want to bang on again about those truths that we've been banging on for the last 22 years, because they're the things that are going to hold you. And when I leave here, when Corinne and I leave here, they're the things that we, want to, we would encourage you to keep doing. Keep going on those together. And the first one that we want to encourage you is to love Jesus. That has been our heart for the whole time that we've been here. 22 years ago, we were asked, or we weren't asked, we were placed at Evans Head. We had a choice of three places to go. We could have gone to Black, Blacksland up the mountains, we could have gone to Cherrybrook in Sydney, or we could have come to Evans Head. And we thought, where on earth is Evans Head? No idea where that place is. Somewhere on the north coast. Uh, but in the end, we decided to come to Evans Head because there was something about Evans Head that was going to happen. Iron Gates was going to open up. Yeah, those of you who know Evans Head, you know that Iron Gate still hasn't opened up. <laughs> 22 years ago, the Ballina Presbyterian Church decided that this was going to be the growth area. Evans Head was going to be the new Yamba. There's going to be six to 10,000 people here in the next five years. Well, we're 22 years down the track and we're at 3,000 people still. <laughs> didn't happen, did it? But that didn't change why we came here. Uh, we didn't come here because of Iron Gates. We came here because we want people to love Jesus and we want to encourage people to love Jesus. And that's what we've been doing because Jesus is the game changer. He is the one that changed everything in this world. Uh, just the other week, I was at uh, a service I did last Sunday uh, for a memorial service for a guy that uh, lived in Evans for all his life. And uh, one of the things they said about this guy was that he used to call Evans Head, Heaven's Head. You might have heard that. Uh, a lot of people talk about that. They say that this is Heaven's Head. It's a wonderful place. Now, don't get me wrong, Evans is an amazing place. And there are glimpses when you live in Evans and these surrounding areas of Heaven. But it's not Heaven. It's not close to Heaven. because we still have tragedy, don't we? We have tragedy day in, day out. Evans Head has one of the highest percentages of suicides in the Northern Rivers region. I've done multiple services for people who've said life is not heaven in Evans. And we know that too, don't we? We know it's not heaven. We've got that cornflake weed in our, in our water, often. It's just not good, is it? The surf's not great, and those sharks are just cruising around out the front every now and then. Uh, but not just that, do we? But we know personally, don't we? We know personally that this is not heaven. If this body was heavenly, you guys are in trouble. <laughs> heaven is not going to be great, is it? 
If this is as good as it gets, that's not it. Our, things are breaking down. Physically, we're breaking down. Emotionally, we're breaking down. Things aren't as they should be, are they? This world is broken. We get glimpses of amazing stuff, but those glimpses aren't heaven. They're glimpses of what it could be. But here and now, it's not heaven. Heaven is going to be Evan's head on multiple steroids. Beyond our possible imagination, it's going to blow it all away. And that's why Jesus is so important. Because he comes in and deals with that brokenness. He is the one that does take us to heaven. He is the one that shows us what heaven is like. He's the one that deals with our brokenness and the world's brokenness. Now, it wouldn't be a talk for me unless somewhere along the line we had a bit of a video clip. Uh, but first we're going to read from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9 and 10 because back in Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, this is what is so important, he says, He has saved us, that's Jesus, and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we've done but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time but has now been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let's just watch a clip that I hope will bring that home to us. You. Look at your eyes. Look at them. Speckled. Colorful. Each one unique. And I created every one of them. personality. I made you pure, complex, and every day I give you life. I love you, but something happened. You cheated on me. You didn't trust me. yourself off from me, and although you're still alive, you were slowly dying, so you looked for other things. To fill the void, but nothing works. tempted, 
never sinned. I came to save you. You have so many sins, and they have a cost. Someone has to die. That's why I want to encourage you to love Jesus. Because he loves you more than you can possibly imagine. And even if you feel like that could never be the case, or you, where you're at with all of that, uh, Jesus still loves you. And he desires you to be in relationship with him forever. And he went to the cross and he rose again. So that we can have life with him now and life eternally. In that song we said, the resurrected king is resurrecting me. He's actually restoring us and transforming us and making us into the people that God created us to be in the image of his son Jesus. That is phenomenal stuff. Please, can I encourage you to love Jesus. If you already love Jesus, grow in your love for Jesus. If you don't love Jesus yet, check him out and see whether that is something that you'd like to do. Because he loves you and he desires you to be in relationship with him forever and you were made to be in relationship with him forever and unless you do, unless you get there, you will always be searching. Jesus wants you because he loves you. Please love him back. And if you want to know how he loves you, as Jenny said, if you want to know God speaking to you, if you want to know how God communicates with you, then the Bible is where it's at. You see, the Bible is where God tells us what he wants us to know. That's his story to us. And that's what that verse in verse 16 and 17 said. All scripture, the whole of the Bible is God breathed. God has spoken through people. He's used instruments. He's put it down and he's written it down for you and I. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now the whole inspiration of the Bible and how it works is a phenomenal concept. And you can, you can be questioning that. I say question it. Check it out. Check out whether this is true. Is this really God's word? Because you know the Bible is the most published book of all history. Of all history. It's the most read book 
of all history. Do you know that it was written over 1,500 years with 40 different authors and the story from beginning to end is one story? You try and get two people who've seen one event in the same room at one time and see whether you get the story right. That's pretty hard, isn't it? Now get 40 people over 1,500 years and end up with one coherent story that is not normal. That is God. That is a miracle. And that's what we have in the Bible. One story from Genesis chapter 1 right through Revelation, there is the one story and that one story is leading us to one person called Jesus. Last week we spent a whole lot of time on that, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on that today. But what we looked at last week is that we want to really make sure that that is where we find our authority, that we get it straight, we understand the Bible well, we give it straight, we teach it well to lead us straight, on the straight, that is to live the life that God wants us to live. We want to work hard at that and I want to encourage any of you, if you're part of our congregation, to make sure that whoever is up the front here does that well. If you're a visitor with us, I'd encourage you to check that out. Grab someone, ask them, go and have a look, check it out. Because if it's God's word, it's powerful, it's life transforming. It changes us, doesn't it? I can't encourage you anything more than that. If you want to love Jesus, you want to know Jesus and grow in your love for Jesus, then this is where you find out about it. Because in this we find out how to live for Jesus. That's what that last birth is, says. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's how we know to live for Jesus as we find it out in his word, the Bible. Get it straight, to give it straight, to lead us straight. And as we're in that, and we're in that, we find out what God wants us to do and what he wants us to be on about. And what he wants us to be on about is things that change both our head, our heart, and our hands. You see, following Jesus is not just here. It's not just here. It's not just there. It's the whole lot together. We don't want to divorce it. This isn't just something that we say, get rid of your head, put your head in, and don't use your intellect, stick it to the side. No, no. It's not something we say, well, it's just all about emotion and feeling. No. It's not all just about doing. No. It's about the whole thing together because Jesus is on about the whole you, every part of you. When you put your trust in Jesus and follow him, then he wants that to impact here, here, and here. Because he wants us to get on mission with him. He wants us to love the mission that he has for us. The Blues Brothers. Great old film, weren't they? What are we on about? We're on a mission from God. Do you like that little gif? It actually moves, doesn't it? It's pretty cool, that one. Uh, but it's a great one, wasn't it? They were on a mission of God to bring back music, weren't they? To get the right music and they went on a mission and they crashed more cars than there ever has been crashed before just so people would understand about the music that they wanted to play. Well, we too are on a mission from God too, and that is to share this Jesus with other people. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 it says, We loved you so much that we shared, we delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, that's not only Jesus, but our lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. You see, this is about living it out as well as speaking it out. 
We want to live what we're on about and show that this Jesus actually does change us and transform us. Last week we talked about, or a couple of weeks we talked about, pass it forward. Who remembers the pay it forward? The idea that if someone does something to you, then you pay it forward, you do something for someone else. Well, what we want to do is pass it forward about Jesus. We want to be on mission about him. We want to pass him forward to those around us. You see, about following Jesus is not a selfish thing. It's not just about you and what you get out of it. It's about sharing it with others, that we're to pass it forward, that we're to disciple people to know Jesus. We're to disciple people towards Jesus and we're to disciple people in Jesus. That's our mission, guys. As we love Jesus, as we love his word, as we love his mission, then we'll seek to bring that to everyone. Those who don't know Jesus yet, we want you to come to know Jesus. Those who do know Jesus, we want you to grow in Jesus. That's the mission that God has given us to bring to everyone. That's what our mission statement is, isn't it? We are a community of people seeking to love Jesus, each other, our community, the world, and help others do the same. It's not just about us. It's about sharing that with other people. And we want to do that together because we want to encourage you to love each other. I reckon we're pretty amazing at that. I know we've fallen flat. I know sometimes we've disappointed. But I reckon we really do try to love each other. And I want to encourage you to keep doing that. Keep loving one another. Keep seeking to encourage and build one another up. One of the things that can happen when someone leaves, when the minister leaves, that suddenly there becomes these little factions that want their little bit to happen or someone over here has got a particular bent that they want to get up the front or someone wants to do something over here because this is something and now there's no one up the front there particularly guiding and directing that. Let's try and get it out there. But what that does is cause division. What we want to do is be unified together and love one another and seek those things that we've just said before, that we bear with one another in love. The Beatles had it right in some ways, didn't they? It's all about love, isn't it? Love, love, love is all you need. And they're, they're partly right, that's what it is. All you need is love. But what do you base that on? What do we base that love on? Well, you base that love on the love of Jesus for us. His servant attitude for us, who gave up his life for us. That is the love that we want to show to one another. The cross shows us how to love one another. And when we know that we're loved by Jesus completely, we can actually love others without expecting anything in return. And that is huge, isn't it? Because so often we love people because we want something or we expect something. And if we don't get it, then we don't feel loved. Whereas when we know that we're completely loved in Jesus, we don't have to have that. That's a bonus if we do. But when we know we're loved in Jesus, if our identity is in him, we don't have to get anything off anyone and then you can love unconditionally. And that's the, type of the wor- that's the type of love the world needs, doesn't it? That is transforming love. That's what I want to encourage you to do. I think we do that pretty well. 
And I want to encourage you to keep doing that. Uh, there's a couple of sayings we've had uh, during my time that's been here that help us do that. You know, the old uh, acts of random kindness thing? Well, we transform that. We want to change that to deliberate acts of kindness. Winnie the Pooh's come up a couple of times today, hasn't he? Maybe he's just in the background there somewhere. Uh, but that's what, deliberate acts of kindness. Don't just do random acts of kindness. Fine. But what about you do deliberate acts of kindness? Think about it. Go and do it. Don't just wait for it to end up in your lap, though they can be good, but deliberate acts of kindness where you're seeking to serve and love others. Uh, embrace the chaos has been a terminology we've had in the middle of loving one another because it's chaotic, isn't it? People are messy. You're messy. I'm messy. We're all messy. And there's just moments when we think, ah, oh, there are too many kids. It's too noisy. I've hit 51. I can't handle it anymore. No, embrace the chaos. Embrace the kids. Bring them in, the mess, the mouth, you know, toys over your floor, food on the carpet, who cares? It'll get cleaned up sometime, won't it? Embrace the chaos. Do life together. As I said before, this is not an individual thing. Do life together. Have people over. Go for a walk with somebody. Watch the football with somebody else. Have them in your place when you're having an argument with your wife. <laughs> Ask anyone who's been to our house. That can happen regularly. Okay? Les was really surprised the other day that Karina and I were on the same page at the same time at the very beginning. And you're like, whoa! Hold on, I'm used to this sort of bantering going on between you two first. But that's what they want. That, that's us, isn't it? That's life, that's the mess, that's Jesus in it with us. I want people to see that. I want people involved in it. Do life together. Be real. No fake stuff. No pretend that everything's great for you because it's not. Okay? It is not great. There are moments when it's great, there's times when it's great, but it's times when it's crap. And we need to be real about that. We need to be honest about that. And we, you know, we struggle in that, but we know that in Jesus we've got a way through that. We need to be real. We need to live that together. Spend time with each other, guys. Picnic together. Go to the sports together. Play sport together. Go to the club together. Go to the pub together. Get out there together. Go around and clean up your ex-minister's house once he leaves. It's a great thing to do, a real bonding <laughs> opportunity for you, okay? Maybe. But that's what we've been on about. I've been banging on about that for 22 years. Karina and I have been trying to live that with you for 22 years. It's nothing new. It's all there in God's word. We've just wanted you to live that and see that. And I want to encourage you guys to keep doing that. Keep doing that. Love Jesus. Love his word. Love his mission. Love each other. And you notice that we just keep talking about Jesus, don't we? Because it ultimately is all about him. People from the community, I'm so glad you're here today and I hope that in this time that you've been here today and even when we've had contact with you in, uh, in different aspects, 
that in all of that we have tried to encourage you to think about this guy Jesus because in the end when we're gone we'll be history next week you've forgotten about us maybe not not quite next week give it a period of time we'll float out but Jesus never does Jesus is what will hold this place together Jesus is what will grow this place not us there's one thing I want to encourage you with as well please when we leave never ever say to the next people that are here Paul and Karina used to please never say that it's almost like Harry Potter the name that you never mention again well maybe not to that point again you know but please don't ever say that to them because it's not about Karina and I it's not about our family it has always been about Jesus yes we've been part of that and we've loved that part of you and we will always be part of your life and you're always going to be part of our life and we're going to miss you desperately and it's going to be different it's going to be changed it's going to be strange there's going to be moments when we think oh that we're going to be in city thinking why on earth did we do this it's going to be moments you're going to say oh I wish Paul and Karina were here we don't deny that but in the end it's ultimately all about Jesus guys all about him love Jesus love his word love his mission love each other and watch those ripples watch those ripples extend watch those ripples move watch God use that for his glory and for his kingdom let's pray Heavenly Father, we want to thank you that it is all about you. We want to thank you, Lord, that Jesus stepped into this messy world, stepped into our messy lives and dealt with it and is dealing with it and will deal with it ultimately in eternity. Lord, we can't do that. Only you can. We thank you that you loved us so much that you stepped into that, Lord. Heavenly Father, help us to always be thankful for that. By the power of your Spirit that lives within us, Lord, we pray that you'll always keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in every way. We're all going through a transition, Lord. We're all going through a change and that uh, brings angst, uh, brings uncertainty, uh, can bring anxiety. But Lord, within it, we are not alone. Jesus, you are with us. You promise never to leave us, never to forsake us, that you are with us to the very end of the age. And we thank you, Lord, that you're helping us travel through this time together. Heavenly Father, help us to remember it's all about you, all about Jesus. We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, no, no.